Welcome to episode 64 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday morning, our Memorial Day special. So we're going to keep this episode nice and brief. And yeah, it's Drew Skyberg here on so low duty. So before we start here, as it is Memorial Day, I just wanted to take some time and reflect on the men and women who gave it all for us and this country. With that, let's move on to our next segment now, the announcement segment, talking about all the announcements going on for the sports crew. And yeah, live show is coming up. It's almost here. I mean, time is flying. June 3rd, 7 p.m. Soon it'll be that time. And soon it'll be myself, Zach Rausch, and Jared Vleski on the mic. And we will be doing our first ever live show. Look, it is crazy. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this here. You know, we have a lot of announcements to make. We have some surprise announcements. We have the new logo. We have the new name. I mean, this is going to be a wild event. And with that, we're going to go into the shout-out of the week, and that goes to Corbin Burns. On Sunday, he notched his 500th career strikeout. So, look, he's been he's been dominating this year still. No problem. We know there's a little concern with his spin rate last year. Sticky substances, right, goes down, and then, you know, he, there's, he had a few troublesome outings in, in mid to late summer last year. And look, he's showing no signs of slowing down this year. He's looking phenomenal. Talk about Sunday's outing. I mean, you know, that had Cy Young all over. I know Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins is putting together a phenomenal season as as he just has been. You know, him and Pablo Lopez, a duo in Miami right now. But, you know, Corbin Burns has done phenomenal as well. And look, um, it's just been great to watch this Brewers rotation. I know the injury bug, you know, with Freddie Peralta, that was that that was really heartbreaking. And you know, seeing Woodruff, that was a little concerning. But sounds like he will be okay. But enough about the Brewers before we get to the weekly sports talk. You know, that that'll be covered then. So uh, let's talk about the stats of the week. And boy, you know, we got we got a little bit from every sport, right? That's how we like to roll, not just baseball as much as it it, it would be okay with me, but. Here it is. Let's roll. You know, the Kia All-NBA first team is made up of entirely of players age 27 or younger. And this is the first time it's been like that since the 1954 to 1955 season. So, you know, NBA has not been around for historically that long compared to the NFL or MLB. So, you know, it's always crazy to see a stat like that. And we'll really talk about the teams right now. Giannis, of course, you know, was unanimous. I mean, he was actually the lone unanimous first team player um, for the Bucks. You know, he at the forward spot. So he got on there. Luka Doncic as out of Dallas. He got on. Nikola Jokic, Devin Booker, both the, both those guys got on. And then Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. The big gripe right now is Joel Embiid being on the second team. And a lot of people are very upset about this. And look, look. You gotta understand positions matter for this. It's not the All Star game. You're not gonna start three forwards. For all NBA positions matter, and therefore, guys are gonna get excluded. Guys are gonna get snubbed. You know that happens in this because uh, you can't put Joel Embiid in a forward spot. It just doesn't work like that. It does not work like that in the All NBA voting. So he ends up, you know, arguably having one of the best seasons in the NBA, like a top five season. But he's not listed in a group of the top five players, and that's. You know, I can see why that would be frustrating, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's that's just how it is. You know, it's just tough luck at that point. But um, 
look, you know, he's well-deserving of the first-team spot. You know, John Morant was also on the second team, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and then DeMar DeRozan from the Bulls. So, you know, that's a very good second team there as well. And then, you know, third team did feature LeBron James. So, as I said, LeBron was on it. It goes LeBron, Chris Paul, Carl Anthony Towns, Pascal Siakam, and then Trey Young. So, very good third team nonetheless. I mean, usually, you know, these third, second, and first teams, you sometimes you're splitting players by hairs is how close it can be. So, it makes sense, and it's a very good ranking, and just it's always good to have some awards given out. So, with that next step, only players in MLB history to reach 100 doubles, 100 home runs, 300 RBI, 400 walks, and 500 hits at age 23 or younger. I know that was a mouthful, but there are only four players. Ted Williams, Mel Ott, Mickey Mantle, and Juan Soto. So Juan Soto, I mean, that just reflects on the dominance he has had in his young career so far. Holding him right now in a fantasy league, right? You know, I'm a big Juan Soto fan, and rightfully so. I mean, talk about one of the all-around players in this league, the way he you know, the way he's able to be so disciplined and yet still, you know, impact the game in all aspects is just incredible to watch considering the 400 walks and 500 hits. I mean, that's a combo. Like like I just read, you don't see every day. I mean, those guys were playing in the 60, like 60s, 50s, and 40s. So um, that just reflects, you know, again, his, his dominance so far. And, you know, it's stuff something we have not seen in a long time. So next stat here, 2020 or 2012 Eastern Conference Final Game 6. Miami wins in Boston to force a Game 7. LeBron James, he put up 45-15-5. Well, you may be asking, why is that a stat of the week? Because 10 years later, Miami, they also win in Boston to force a Game 7. But Jimmy Butler this time, 47-9-8. So, you know, two forwards, two arguably small forwards, putting up those big games and when it matters the most, and you know, Jimmy Butler, you could say, is that lone star in that team. I mean, I know that's been thrown around, right? Joel Embiid was tweeting stuff, but look, Bam Adebayo's a solid player. They, Miami's just overall a solid team. Game 7 happened last night, but full disclosure, I'm recording before Game 7, so don't have that information yet to update. So, next set here. Just 22 days passed between the end of Trey Turner's 27-game hit streak and the beginning of his active 20-game streak. That's the shortest gap between 20 games and hit streaks since 1996. And that was that was done by eventual AL MVP Juan Gonzalez of the Texas Rangers. And he went 20 days between 20 game hit streaks. So, you know, Trey Turner's doing Trey Turner things, I guess is what you would say for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are doing Los Angeles Dodger things. You know, they have been great this year. And when you're batting, you know, arguably four or five perennial all star players in your lineup, I would hope so, right? But. You know, Dodgers are doing Dodgers things. So, next stat here: forty-seven combined runs in UCLA's twenty-five to twenty-two comeback win versus Oregon State. That's the most in a Division One game this season, out of more than eight thousand games. And the last time an LB team featured forty-seven plus combined runs, August twenty-fifth, nineteen twenty-two, and that's when the Cubs beat the Phillies, twenty-six to twenty-three. So, look, this game was. Something else. I, I mean, UCLA baseball, they're calling it the craziest game ever. And, you know, maybe they can have a case for for college. Look, back back and forth, it had it all. And that's what you want in a baseball game. And, look, I you know, I never didn't really watch highlights of this. Um, but I can't imagine how long this game lasted, 47 runs. 
Well, they had another game, too, coming up. I thought it was a doubleheader. So I, I don't know how that went, but, you know, I, I, I can imagine the pitching changes and, yeah. A lot of things must be going on in that game, but, you know, with that, that wraps up the stats of the week. And what's going on this day here? On this day, May 30th, 2022, on this Monday Memorial Day morning. So here we go. On this day in 1922, the Cubs and Cardinals, they trade outfielders between morning and afternoon games of a doubleheader. Max Flack, he goes to St. Louis in return for Cliff Heathcote. And, yeah, he's the one who heads to Chicago, and they both get a hit for the new Cubs in the nightcap in that doubleheader. So, look at that. Uh, you know, it's something you don't see now. I, I guess you see that 100 years ago, but not now. So, on this day in 1927, Walter Johnson, he records his 110th and final shutout of his Baseball Hall of Fame career. That's the most in LB history in Washington centers. They score, th- they score three runs and beat the Red Sox 3 nothing in that game. 1938, New York Yankees, they sweep the arch rival. Boston Red Sox 10 nothing and 5-4. And that is in front of 83,533 people at Yankee Stadium. Look, Oakland's getting, what is it, like 3,000, 4,000 people a game right now? 83,533 people, that is something else. On this day in 1970, the baseball all-star voting is returned to the fans, and rightfully so. But again, at this time, look, this decided Game 7 of the World Series, and that did it for a while. I am I am still shocked for how long the all-star game decided who gets Game 7 in the World Series. You know, that was that is still something that just blows my mind, that they would let something voted on fans decide such a big moment. I don't know. I... I can't wrap my head around it, and look, thankfully it's changed for the better here, but wow. On this day in 1985, the Stanley Cup Final, which was in Northlands Coliseum in Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers, they take back-to-back titles. They beat the Philadelphia Flyers 8-3 to for a 4-1 to series victory. Wayne Gretzky and Jari Curry each post a goal and three assists. And On this day in 1987, Mike Tyson, he beats Pinklin Thomas, by TKO in round six in Las Vegas to retain his WBC slash WBA heavyweight boxing titles. On this day then, in 1997, Ken Dryden becomes president of NHL's Toronto Maple Leafs. So I had to include some hockey in there as well. You know, can't just do all the baseball. But, I, you know, that's how it works. I also include the boxing there with Mike Tyson. So with that here, we're going to go to the weekly sports talk. You know, like I said, we're going to keep this brief here on this Memorial Day, as we do. We did our Memorial Day special last year. Kept it, you know, very, you know, short and sweet is what we what we called it last year. And that's what I'm going to try to do here today on this Monday. So, we're going to do our Brewers preview here. Of course, we have to talk about how they performed this week, right? I mean, look, for this Milwaukee Brewers squad, they had a very good week. I, I You could say, right, you... You know, you win that series in San Diego, a tough series. You know, you lose game one, you win game two and game three, and then you split another four-game series set with the Cardinals, you know, and that's going to be a team that's going to challenge you all all year. And, you know, to split the series, that is that is impressive. That is what this, what this winning club needs to do. I always like to say, you know, you go 500 or so against the great teams, 500 or a little above, a few games above. And then you take care of the, the maybe the not-so-good teams, and that's what these great teams do. And look, that's what the Brewers have exactly done so far this year. And with that, you know, that makes 
this team might be my favorite team that I have watched in all of my years of watching baseball, just solely based on the fact is, you know, um, I, I think the bell is brings up. A, I just, there's just something about this team. I know we talked about Mark Anasio talking about it as well. There's just something about this team. I don't know how to explain it. You know, uh, it just feels right this year. I, I know the injuries and stuff might make it not feel right, but it just feels right this year for the squad and, you know, I, I'm just really excited to keep watching this team play, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So, you know, this past week, like I said, they ended up winning four games, and then they lose three. So they go four and three on that. And so what that means then for the Brewer Prediction Challenge is that myself, Drew Skyberg, am I a winner? Am I a winner? I am not. Ryan Borkhart. Goes four and three. He wins the Brewer prediction challenge for week seven. He predicts that exactly. He says four and three on the dot. Drew went five and two. And unfortunately, you know, I wanted a big series win in, in St. Louis, and they didn't get the job done with those back to back losses Friday and Saturday. But I'm not complaining with a four and three record. But congrats to Ryan on winning the Brewer prediction challenge this past week. So, you know, looking back on it, um, of course, we have to preview some of the games, right? You know, going through it, you know, it's always a West Coast trip, you know, going to San Diego. That's always fun, isn't it, right? When you have 8.40 first pitch, I mean, these games these games were getting done late. Uh, I believe game game one was like 12, it was like 12.16 it ended in the morning. So, like, it ended, starts Monday night, ends Tuesday morning, central time. You know, like, this is... A little late there, so, you know, they're always tough for to get, like, the Brewer fan base to watch, especially when it's that late, right? But, you know, being able to – I was able to catch the game still, right? Uh, and, um, look, Adrian Howard's pitched game one. He pitched very well. Um, you know, a little conc- it was a little concerning his next time out, which we'll talk about as well. But, you know, he didn't pitch – he didn't pitch all that bad. Didn't really have strikeouts working for him. He finished with four in the game. But the story, you know – Nick Martinez allows those two runs, but otherwise he was dialed in. And then, I mean, the Phillies, not the Phillies, my apologies, the the Padres threw their whole bullpen at them, right? They threw, they threw all their best, their best pitchers out. And uh, when they did that, you know, it was tough for the Brewers to, tough for the Brewers to win that game. But, you know, they came, it, it ended in extra innings there and it ends with Jose Asokar's uh, walk-off single. So that's, that, yeah, that's what ended that game. Brewers couldn't get anything, you know, with that ghost runner on second. Couldn't get anything going. And that's just how it was, and the Brewers lose game one there. But, look, they fire back with strong performances in game two and three, respectively. And, look, you know, that both those games were great as well. Talk about Tyrone Taylor. You know, he was – he's been a force this week. He's the Brewer player of the week. I mean, he could have been the shadow of the week. But it goes, like I said, it burns and – you know, Tyrone Taylor was really the main source of offense. It felt it, it feels on this road trip, and him and Keston here are now in the St. Louis series, of course. But look, Taylor had that big that big game in games two and three. I guess he had big games, I should say, plural. And then that two to one game that they Brewers end up winning. You know, they win the one run games. I mean, that's something else about this team that just makes them so dominant, right? Aaron Ashby, you know, it talk about. How well he performed, and then yeah, Tyrone Taylor got a sack fly that game. Go ahead, 
But yeah, not a lot of offense in this series between both, but when you get two really great pitching teams, that's just how it is, right? Padres throw out you Darvish. Brewers historically don't do well against him, and they didn't do well today and or last week. And look, um, just great team win, great series win, and then they go on the four-game trip, and that, you know, starts off well. They win that first game. Eric Lauer, some concerns with him. Uh, Velocity's down, and uh, with that, you know, it's always concerning, but he still, you know, gets the job done, and Brewers still win 4-3. to three. So that ends up being just fine, and they lose back-to-back games on Friday and Saturday, 4-2 to two and 8-3. to three. Neither of those games were really that exciting. You, uh, here against that home run late to kind of make it not so bad, you know, in that Friday game. And then same, really, I mean, in game three there. Uh, that was just the Nolan, Nolan Gorman show, and he's going to be a great player. Matthew Libertor as well. Both those guys go up together, you know, go to, and they've been childhood friends. That's just such a great story, and they're going to be great players. Both of them are. And But all Brewers in Sunday's game, Low Kane hits a home run even. Look, if, if Kane's hitting home runs, you know it's a good day. Rowdy Tellez hits a home run. Jace Pearson hits that monster three-run home run off. Michaelis and Corbin Burns. I mean, what what else can you say? Seven innings, two hits allowed, 11 strikeouts. Uh, look, right now for me, it's Sandy Alcantara and him dueling right now for who's Cy Young. You know, I, Pablo Lopez is right there at three, and these guys are pitching phenomenal lights out for sure you know it's it's a battle of who's starting the all-star game for me but uh yeah it was just what a great win there Omar Narvaez getting those three hits too in the game and yeah I I mean just great great Sunday bass great Sunday baseball there for the Brewers and they 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 finished strong on this week so now let's go to next week right we're gonna go to talk about that here as I said we're gonna keep this brief so we have Four-game series against the Cubs. So how that works. Doubleheader today. 12.05-640 in Chicago. 7.05 then on Tuesday is the game May 31st. Then we go to June. And on Wednesday it's a 7.05 game. And then we have a four-game four series against the Padres at home. So it goes Lou, Lou Gehrig days on June 2nd, and that is 6.40, first pitch. Then we have Aloha Friday, the Hawaiian shirt giveaway night. Oh, and that is 7.10, first pitch on Friday. Brewers coupon book on Saturday, 3.10, first pitch. Brandon Woodruff bobblehead on that Sunday, June 5th, 1.10, first pitch. Drew Skyberg, myself, I will be at this game. So... I am looking forward to that, and look, that is going to be a exciting, an exciting bobblehead, and always love some Sunday baseball. Hopefully it's not too hot, but with that, you know, I am going to go for my prediction challenge. You know, you always see me go generous, and yet again, I'm going to go 6-2. and two. Look, I'm Right now, the Brewers have been, you know, shuffling around this one game over 500, 500, or one game under 500. They're due to have this just explosive week. And the bats, they need to pick up. You know, they're not they're not hitting those home runs that they did a few weeks ago. And um, I I think you know this is the series against the Cubs. I mean, that's when the bats picked up last time. Why not do it again? So I will say, 
I'm gonna go six and two this week. I, I think they're gonna how am I gonna go about this? I'll say they take three out of four from both squads. How about that? I think, you know, you don't sweep them, or maybe you sweep one, you split. You know, you could totally see them sweeping the Cubs at Wrigley for a game, which would be awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's how I think this is, this is going gonna, is gonna to go. And with that, you know, that kind of wraps it up here, as I said. You know, go out and enjoy your Memorial Day, right? And um, that is episode 64 here. So uh, just to talk scheduling, right, you will see – the EWC breakdown come out tomorrow from the May 31st, the Tuesday one. And we don't have many of those left. Look, playoffs are starting to keep, they're keep, they're, they're going. They're almost to state now, you know, for baseball and softball. They're through regionals. And then we have track state is this week. Golf state's coming up. Girls soccer's state's coming up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like. High school sports flew by, but we got you covered here on the sports crew as we always do. So, you know, check those out. And also, Wednesday, we have a new series coming on the sports crew Drew's Baseball Crew. It's a simple one week. You know, every week, I'm going to go through talk fantasy baseball, daily fantasy sports involving baseball. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to have some guests on. We're going to hopefully have some beat writers on from other, other teams, talk about what's going on in baseball. So it's going to be a great time. You know, we're going to keep them once a week for now, and we'll see how it goes. And uh, also we're going to have a basketball series coming up when the finals wrap up, Drew's basketball crew. So, you know, it's going to be fun to dive in these sports specifically, just like how we did with Journey to a Million, right? So, you know, we have Drew's sports crew here the Monday one where we go generally into the sports, more of a general approach with, of course, all of our wacky stuff we do with on this day. Stats of the week, the shout out of the week, and of course trivia. So uh, that's how it's gonna roll from here on out. As Friday we rebrand, so it's gonna be a big difference here. And I'm looking really, I'm just looking forward to it. I'll be honest, you know, this is, it's gonna be great. It's gonna look fresh. And then with that, you know, that always means merchandise. So, but if you have those sweatshirts, do not worry. Like I said, the logo looks very similar to it, and you'll still recognize the brand. You know, you have an antique item. I, that's how I like to look at it as well. I'll still be mer- repping. The Jordan drew the sports crew sweatshirt, even though when the rebranding takes place. So with that, you know, that'll wrap up here. My myself again, Drew Skyberg will be signing off here. So thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.